Welcome everyone to our Tiny Seed Fall 2021 batch announcement. I am Rob Walling, I'm the co-founder of Tiny Seed, and we're trying something different this batch than in the past. For the batch past three batches, we've pre-recorded a an announcement video. And uh, this time we wanted to try it as an interactive live stream. Tracy Osborne, you're here with me as well. I want to introduce yourself. I am the program director of Tiny Seed, so I run the day-to-day management of the program, and I interact a lot with the founders. We're, we try to be pretty informal and down-to-earth, and I feel this kind of helps get people to understand what we're like as a Tiny Seed. Yep. And the cool part about it is we can take questions. So it's not just me talking into a camera, me, you or I talking into a camera. So if you are watching this and you have questions for us, really about kind of AMA, about Tiny Seed, the new batch, whatever, chime in to the YouTube comments. And we are at Tiny Seed Fund on Twitter. If you want to share the love and let us know that you are watching. As I said, this is uh, we're going to run through the 18 companies that we are uh, investing in and mentoring. And we're not only investing money, but a lot of time over the next year to uh, to work with them and, and help them get there faster. And so this is our fourth batch of companies that we're funding. This brings our total, I, keep, I think it's 59. Is that actually correct? But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's 59. It's re- give or take like one. So it's yeah. 58 to 60. We can go count. I should have pre- prepared. It's good. Like it's, I've just stopped ca- counting at this point because it's getting to the point now that we're we're backing so many startups. Like we have two startups, two, excuse me, two accelerators rounds per year um, starting this year. So this is our second batch this year. And then next year we're going to have, we're going to start our new accelerator arm that's for European time zones. And so I've stopped tracking how many startups we're backing already because <laughs> it's starting to accelerate qu- quite quickly, which is yeah. really exciting. It's really wonderful being able to work with so many great people. Yep. Yep. And I'm a, like a numbers, like quantifying things. So I, I'm going to keep track. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so, but, but as you said, for the first three batches of tiny seed we we went once a year and we did one application process and we waited a full year to do the next and this batch the fall batch is the first one where we did a six-month gap and as you're building a business like tiny seed is a startup it's not a SaaS startup but it is a startup in the sense that we're still trying to figure things out and i'll admit changing to every six months felt to me like when i used to change pricing on my on my SaaS apps really stress me out because it's is this going to work like this could break the model if we don't get enough quality applicants then this kind of challenges the assumption that we can run two batches a year and I, I was pleasantly surprised like as as good as we can be um, this is as oh, strong yeah. strong a batch as we've ever had it was so hard to narrow it down we were just, well it's like good problems to have but it was it made it t- tough for us because we had so many high quality applications only six months after the last application round that as always, it, it takes us quite a few weeks to really narrow it down. And so we've, we take a big chunk of, of the big chunk of applications that were, there was no quality difference. There was no quantity difference between pre- previous batches to this one. And we narrowed it down to 18 folks in our fall 2021 batch. And with that, let's dive in 18 companies and if you have questions, please do post them in chat. Producer Xander will send them over to us. We're going to get go run through the companies here. And we have locations and everything. This is cool. Tracy, you want oh, to kick, yeah. kick us off on the first one? All right. We're going to go alphabetical order. So we have, and we're going to say the name of the company and then go into their description. So first up is Activity Messenger. TV Messenger was founded by Martin Drapeau and Olivier Rousseau. They're both in Montreal, Quebec, and they're an all-in-one solution for the sports and leisure industry. 
Next up is Call Scaler, founded by Curran Van Ward, who's in San Diego, California. Call Scaler is an inbound call tracking platform helping businesses track which marketing campaigns make their phone ring. Next is Churnkey, founded by Nick Fogel, Baird Hall, Scott Herf, and Rob Moore. These guys are a little bit, they're in different places. So Baird and Nick are in Charleston. Scott is in Santa Monica, uh, California. Rob Moore is in Maryland. Turnkey offers personalized offboarding experiences for subscription businesses. Then we have Civic Review, founded by John Reynolds out of Ogden, Utah. Civic Review increases local government efficiency by providing a platform to manage permits, licenses, and inspections. And then Client Hub, founded by Judy McCarthy. Client Hub is, oh, and she's in Ocala, Florida. Client Hub is designed specifically for cloud-based accounting and bookkeeping practices that are looking to build better client relationships for a more profitable firm. Next up is Keeping, founded by Cody Duval in Brooklyn, New York. Keeping is a help desk and shared inbox that works on top of Gmail, helping small and medium-sized businesses manage inbound customer email without all the expense and complexity of a tool like Zendesk. Next is Kiosk Buddy, founded by Marvin Trajano and Lisa Tran in Irvine, California. Kiosk Buddy is an app that transforms a tablet into a self-service ordering kiosk. Kiosk Buddy helps restaurants, food trucks, and other businesses with their staffing needs, allowing customers to place orders all on their own and freeing up employees for higher impact tasks. Then there's Martial Arts On Rails, founded by Aaron Galperin in Austin, Texas. Martial Arts On Rails provides modern management software to gyms and martial arts schools. Next is Nestify, founded by Raul Najer in Nashville, Tennessee, and Vishal um, Deshpande in India. Nestify Nestify provides scalable web hosting and technical support for WordPress and WooCommerce-based businesses. Then we have Offering Tree, founded by Eddie Arpin, Alec Gorgestini, Alex Haley, and the three of them are in Twin Cities, Minneapolis, and then the fourth founder is Arvind Menon, who is in San Diego, California. Offering Tree's all-in-one business software empowers wellness businesses to easily provide their services online so they can spend more time with their clients and less on technology. Next up is PanelFox. PanelFox is founded by Michael Mukin. He's in California and is an all-in-one software for, re- for research recruiting. And then we have RankBreeze, founded by Kelvin Ma in Calgary, Alberta. RankBreeze helps Airbnb hosts improve their search rank pricing, and market decisions. Then we have Sign Tracker, founded by Joe Aranella in Austin, Texas, and Garrett Lancaster and Keith Lancaster in Reno, Nevada. Sign, Sign Tracker helps sign shops operate and grow their businesses by providing online tools to quote, plan, and manage their work. Just a few more as we go through. We're in the S's. Sky Snag is founded by Heba El Hujari and Jad Izarani, and they're in Dubai in the UAE. Skysnag protects organizations against email impersonation and phishing attacks. Suggestion Ox is founded by Andrew Berkowitz and Wade Minter. Uh, Suggestion Ox makes it easy for HR leaders and managers to gather truly candid insights. Then we have Tonomo. Is it Tonomo? This is the thing. We know these founders and we know the companies, (laughs) but we're still trying to figure out the exact Tonomo because we said Tonomo yesterday. All right. So Tonomo is founded by John Zihao. He's in Thailand. Tonomo streamlines booking, scheduling, and project management for real estate photography companies. 
And second to last, we have Trendful, founded by Jackie De La Part and Miley's Rubot from Tampa, Florida. Trendful helps merchants acquire pre-owned inventory directly for their customers by automating pricing, offers, shipping, inventory, and payouts. And lastly, we have Waylit, founded by Raj Singh and Satya Mishra. They're in St. Louis, Missouri. Waylit is an immigration management platform for U.S. and Canadian employers. Yes, yeah, I'm excited. It. It's a heck of a list. Yeah, nice yeah, work. Yeah, it's so many good startups in there. I'm just really excited to be working with everybody. I think it's 35 founders. Don't quote me on that. We have quite a few number of founders and a few businesses that have four founders, which I think is kind of fun. Yep. So if you have questions, obviously drop them in the chat. We do, obviously, we want to thank and welcome all of our new Tiny Seed Batch members. We've already been in Slack and, and kicking off onboarding calls this week. So we've been hanging out for uh, a couple days here on, on Zoom. And really want to thank everyone who has supported Tiny Seed and has, if you've applied, like, thanks. A lot of folks that we fund are second and th or third time applicants. Mm -hmm. If you're inter still interested in the program, it's, I'll say it's getting better each time. And yeah, I was going to say, cause it's hard when we have, so, we, have, we miss pe good people every round I and mean, we know we miss them. And it's been really great to see people apply multiple times, even if they, if, you know, if things didn't work out for an earlier round, if they reapply, we're able to see how they've evolved between applications. And like you said, there's oftentimes companies that applied two, three, I think, I wasn't sure if there was a fourth application person had applied in every batch in this round. I can't, re can't recall, but there's definitely people who have applied three times beforehand, received two rejections and then made it into Tiny Seed. It got to the point where we couldn't say no. Definitely. If you apply for Tiny Seed, we are totally happy to, if you didn't make it in one round and you're still interested in Tiny Seed, please apply again. We're happy to um, reevaluate and, and see if we can work with you at a future moment. Yes. And we do have a couple questions that have come in. Before I do that, I wanted to mention two YouTube videos that I would recommend that you watch after this. If you're interested in uh, joining Tiny Seed, potentially applying, one is MicroConf on air, joining a remote startup accelerator with Tony Chan. And the other is uh, Tiny Seed Fall 2021 SaaS Accelerator Application Info Session. I think we'll have some graphics for those in a bit, but we have two questions from Robin on YouTube. He said, what if I have an idea that requires the use of an undocumented private marketplace API, even though my potential product is certain to bring great value to people, I solve a problem I had there. Well, I would say a couple things. If it's just an idea with no revenue, I wouldn't apply to TinySeed. On our application, we say we recommend a minimum of $500 in monthly recurring. But if you have revenue, I would, I always encourage, if people are on the fence or you're unsure, just apply. The, the application process takes, what was it take, Tracy, 20 minutes? You think? Yeah, it's really short. We try to keep it pretty short because for anyone who is a fit for Tiny Seed, we'll do an introductory call with them. Like ask more questions and it's like application part two. So the actual written part of the of the application, there are some long form answers, but really um, we hope that it wouldn't take more than 15 or 20 minutes. Yep. And, and it's one of those kind of things also, by the way, if it's, I should mention, we have a saving function in the application too. So you can start working on it, save it and, you know, come back to it. There's, it's a two week period. Um, you just have to submit it by the end of the two weeks and we can review. So it's not something you have, it's not like a Google form where you might lose your progress. There is like a saving function. Right. So again, if you have revenue, I would encourage you to apply there. We would absolutely, I will absolutely ask you questions if we wind up talking on an application call about this risk. Because what you have here is platform risk of an undocumented API. I have run a business that had platform risk on a Google undocumented API. And there are 
many challenges with it. It was great. It was a nice lifestyle business. I would be hesitant to build a seven or eight figure business on an undocumented API, but these are, things all have nuance. It depends on whose API it is. How long has it been around? Is it just undocumented or is it actually, is, do they even know it's there? Is it like accidental API? Is it scraping? There's all that kind of stuff that, that where there's no clear cut, you should absolutely not apply, right? Or absolutely should apply. It's, yeah, it, it's pretty easy to apply. So I would say, go ahead and do it. And we, we get into deeper conversations about all, all these issues because every business has uh, pros and cons. And Robin's second question is, how long is our program? I'll take that one. So the Tennessee program is a year-long accelerator program. You know, as compared to some other accelerators out there that, that do a three-month program with a demo day at the end, Tennessee feels the we're in between. We have our program for bootstrappers that are generally B2B SaaS. They might have, might be growing a little. We don't have to have a demo day at the end. There's not like this big event after three months. A year allows us to really work with these businesses and see results based on the kind of education and the program we have in place. So it is a year long program. We now do two applications per year. So there's going to be one application. The next application is going to be in January, and that's for the spring batch that starts in May. And that's going to be both for our America's time zone as well as our new Europe time zone accelerator. And then there'll be a second application in fall, probably around August, for the accelerator that starts in November. And that will be only America's. So long story short, the Americas-based one will have two per year. The Europe-based will have one per year. But all of those programs are year-long programs. Very nice. And we're fully remote where we have three uh, in-person retreats each batch year. And uh, those are optional, encouraged, but optional. And we can run them again because things are getting better. <laughs> I know. And we were like, we were remote before. Every, everyone's remote now because of COVID. I don't know if, if YC is going to go back in person, but we were the cool kids before the cool kids uh, were all Yeah. Remote. A lot of people I say like with when the pandemic happened, they're like, what changes made to the program? And largely nothing changed. The things that we set up in place was, was to allow founders who are, all over the world. We've worked in founders from Thailand to Europe, Ukraine, um, Dubai, and it allows us all to work on this program together remotely. The in-person, everything that we set up for in-person is going to be optional anyways, because sometimes it's hard to ask a founder that's currently in Thailand to fly out for events we did. We ran the 2020 batch we had. We didn't have any in-person retreats, but the, the program... I know it was sad. And there's a few people I haven't met in person yet, but we're going to fix that soon because now we're not only running some tiny, um, small in-person tiny seed retreats again for our batches that are running right now, but we also have the microcomps. We have the, I'm not going to say much about that. That's your side of the business, but we do have our running microcomps again, which is really awesome. It's the, the conference series that we have. Yes, indeed. All right. I feel pretty good. We've got, had a few questions. We went through the companies. You I mean, any, while I'm saying else? MicroConf, we have a MicroConf Remote coming up, right? Yes. MicroConf Remote is in early December. So if you head to microconfremote.com, you can enter your email there to be notified. And our remote is our virtual event. So we do it over three days. It's a give or take. It's about 90 minutes a day. And we break it up like that on purpose. And if you get a ticket to it, you can attend live or you get the videos after in case you do what I would probably do, which is to watch them at 2x speed. However, I will say <laughs> that's because I... How such, fast your brain runs, I'm right? so introverted. I don't know, for whatever <laughs> reason. But I will say that the community aspect of the, our last remote especially was... The hallway track was really good stuff. So if you do want to connect with other bootstrap, mostly bootstrap founders, you know, SaaS founders specifically, like this is a great way to do it and to not just duck out because we are going to have interactivity. Last time we used Gather.Town and we are, we might use Gather.Town, but we're also looking at, at some other platforms that are as cool or cooler in terms of having there be mix and mingle time with the attendees. 
Yeah. And like the remotes were planned again, also pre pandemic anyway, it wasn't like a new thing that we added because of the pandemic. It was the goal was to extend the, what the really great in-person conferences that we have to the remote experience for people who can't make it. And it's right. a really great conference and that will be um, happening in about a month. Yep. I am excited. That, again, that's microconfremote.com if you want to sign up to hear more about that. And if you're watching this, if you're not watching this on YouTube, we are putting out, I think it's what, two, three videos a month, uh, high quality stuff that's helping founders get there faster. It's helping founders grow. So that's youtube.com slash microconf. You should come and, as the kids say, smash that subscribe button. That's how we do it. Yeah. But the subscribe, I mean, we've got, we have, we're over 10,000 subscribers now and the pace is actually picking up. And I think the, the value of this stuff we're providing is is speaking for itself at this point. There's not so only cool. new things that are coming out often. There's also the recordings from the previous microcons and yes. all this information is still like vast majority of it is still relevant. It's still useful. So you can just spend days just going through previous recordings and, and getting all this like great information that was on stage at microcons. 